0: Stuart Holman here, good to be with you again. This week in our Growing Disciples course, we're reflecting on our connection to Jesus Christ and to one another, focusing on the pictures and metaphors for church that God gives us in the Bible. And Today's reflection is on the picture of church as the body of Christ. Paul writes to the Corinthian Christians, one of the notoriously dysfunctional New Testament churches, and yet for all their problems, he still says, we are the body of Christ, and Christ is our head, the one who rules, the the source of our identity. It all begins with him. And so we're considering 1 Corinthians chapter 12, beginning at verse 12. And the first thing we notice here in verse 12 is that there is a basic premise. A body has many parts, but all the parts form one body. Same idea is echoed again in verse 14, the body, singular, is made up of many parts, and yet there is multiplicity and diversity. Uh, In this way, the church is like a body. And so, as the church, we should expect there to be differences. In fact, if you feel different to everyone else at church, different because you don't look like the rest, because you don't do the same things as the rest, you just feel out of place, well, that's normal, says Paul in verses 15 through 20. Let's read those verses now. If the foot should say because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed The parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they're all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. And then Paul wraps up, I guess, this section in verse 20, reinforcing his initial point, many parts, one body. So let me ask you a question. How do you feel about all those people at church who are so different to you? Maybe they're from a different age demographic, older or younger, or perhaps they're from a different culture, or from a different social tribe, with different political views or different interests. And let's be honest, you don't hate them, but you just don't get them because you don't overlap. They seem comfortable in their little group and you're in another group. And maybe that's just fine, right? Well, maybe that's actually not just fine. You see, you belong We belong to the same body. We share the same Lord. Why not reach out and take the initiative to embrace our diversity? Mind you, this embrace of diversity is not the same as is popular with some parts of our culture, as good as that is. What I mean is that we embrace diversity because we are one in the Holy Spirit. I'm back in verse 13 there. For we were all baptized by one Spirit so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free. And we were all given the one Spirit to drink. Uh, The word to notice here first is the word for. Anytime I'm reading the Bible, I always look for this word because it usually tells me that what's about to follow explains whatever has just been said. So here's the explanation for the statement in verse 12 that the church is one body with many parts. Why are we one body? Well, the wider context of 1 Corinthians chapters 12 through 14 is an easy giveaway because they are all about the work of the Holy Spirit in the church. I'll leave you to follow that through for yourself at another time to read those three chapters together as a unit. Right here, though, Paul sums up everything he's been saying that Christians have been baptized by the one Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God, and that's why we are one body. And that reality that we are immersed and reborn and indwelled by the Holy Spirit, each one of us in the same Spirit, that means we are one. Doesn't matter who you are, rich or poor, black or white, private school or public school, tradey or techie, we all live only because we have been baptized and reborn by the Holy Spirit. And when, not if, because it's only ever gonna be when, and when we find ourselves in conflict with another Christian, this spirit reality needs to shape our thinking, our feeling, our responses, and ultimately our reconciliation with that other Christian. The indwelling Holy Spirit yearns for our relationship to be repaired because we both belong to Jesus, because together we are the church. Now, I don't for a minute pretend that this is easy, And sometimes the hurt and outrage caused by sin seems irreparable it's no small thing but that does not change the reality that if we are both genuinely regenerate christians we were both baptized by the one spirit so as to form one body so in love we need to sort it out the next point that Paul makes initially feels like a continuation of the previous point about diversity and unity, but actually this body metaphor keeps on giving. More than just being different and one together, it turns out that we need each other. Just like a hand needs a foot, like a lung needs a heart. We're at verse 21. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honourable, we treat with special honour. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty. While our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together, giving greater honour to the parts that lacked it so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honoured, every part rejoices with it. So we need each other. If we cast our minds to the people of our church and wonder why on earth we need that person, who seems to have absolutely nothing to contribute to us and to our growth in Christ and to our church, Well, we should know that we especially need that person. We need to know that person like a beautifully turned piece of wood needs to know some sandpaper, like a carving knife needs to know the sharpening block. We need that person to learn how to love like Jesus loves us. And strangely, our mutual need of each other, our interdependence, means that some people in the body of Christ are honoured more than others. The ones that seem less important, less honourable, less presentable, are given special honour. As Paul says here, in the body of Christ, honour is not merit-based. We honour those who need it more, because they belong to Jesus and to us, because they are filled with the same Spirit. I once knew someone who had the nickname, Your Honour. And I love the way that she honoured others in the body of Christ. Your Honour was actually a very impressive lawyer at one of the big international ball firms. But every Tuesday, Your Honour got up well before the sun and began working in the church kitchen, usually on her own, cooking meals for the soup kitchen. And long after the lonely, the homeless and the addicted had left behind their scraps and dirty dishes after their lunch, Your honour was still there, cleaning up. She honoured the less honourable because somehow or other, some of them, not all of them, belonged to Jesus. And the next day, she got up well before the sun and she went back to work wearing a very sharp suit. She knew she needed every part of the body of Christ. She honoured those who needed honour suffered with the suffering and rejoiced with the rejoicing. There is so much more that could be said about our belonging in the body of Christ, but I want to draw our attention to where this passage lands us. We are the body of Christ and each one a part of it, but no matter what our gifts, our roles, our needs or our responsibilities, no matter what, the most excellent way is the way of love. You see, as I read that unit of 1 Corinthians chapters 12 through 14, which are all about life in the church, the center point is not about the gifts of the Spirit, but the center point is love. The famous chapter 13, all about love, is the center point of life in the body of Christ. If you want to be a great member of the body of Christ, then love is the best, the most excellent way. Can I encourage you to perhaps read 1 Corinthians 13 today?